We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Allstate proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast, the Sunday soundbite. It's a little bit more like a Sunday evening podcast today as we have taken the day to enjoy an 8-0 start, but also think about many questions that face this team as it heads into a showdown on Saturday afternoon against the Texas Tech Got the whole week to recap and to prepare, so let's get after it. The whole point of the Sunday Soundbite show is to hear from the coaches, players, and those involved in making a difference in the Sooners' 35-23 win over Kansas. Kansas Jayhawk team that fell to 1-6, held the Sooners scoreless in the first half, but uh, Oklahoma rolled offensively in the second half. Caleb Williams uh, ran for 70 yards 24 carries, 79 yards, two scores for Kennedy Brooks. Williams also 15 of 20 through the air for two touchdowns. Not a pretty statistical 
our game, but a win. And Lincoln Riley talked about it. Okay, obviously uh, uh, proud of the win and our fight in the second half. Uh, not, not excited about how we played in the first half. Uh, just really poor football in the first half all the way around. Uh, the penalties especially showed up. A lot of long drives that that we couldn't get Kansas off the field, and a lot of that because of penalties. Um, you know, several uh, missed opportunities offensively, and uh, uh, obviously you know, the first half. I had the fastest first half I've ever been a part of, um, and so we had to we had to bow up. Obviously, the second half, and then we did that. We played better uh, on all three sides in the second half. And I give our team credit for rising up again. You, I don't care who you're playing. If you don't if you don't seize momentum early in a in a road football game. Uh, you're going to be in for a dogfight, and we were. So I think Kansas deserves a lot of credit. They, they made some really nice plays. I thought they were you know, very efficient offensively, um, did a few things that obviously gave us trouble, um, and uh, had a good plan. So, uh, you know, we're, again, it's, it's for this team, we've kind of figured out our personality a little bit. I mean, our personality is we, we, we can finish with the best of them, but it's, it's, frustrating for us of how much we put ourselves I think in position you know especially not playing our best uh, early in games where we you know where we have to finish um, and we, we have to finish all the time but we need to finish well to, to win games so uh, we're going to keep battling with it I, I think our you know we had a, a good visit in there right after the game I think our guys you know, know what we need to do but it's time for us to start you know closing the gaps and, and playing a little bit better here and, uh, and, and more consistently so uh, that's, I mean, that is what it is. I mean, I think we're, you know, we're, we're still a very capable football team. There's no question, and we'll be excited to, to have a chance to, to, to get some, get some guys back. And I think that that's got to be our spark right here is a combination of, of getting some of these guys back. We we're you know, obviously pretty thin in a lot of areas today. We've got to get guys back. Um, the guys that are playing have got to play at a high level. We've got to coach at a high level. Um, our Times when we're not playing well, it's close, but we're tired of being close. We got to push it over the edge, and this is obviously we're getting here, you know, back half of the season. This is the time we got to do it. So, uh, again, uh, proud of the win. Don't take them for granted. Know we have to be a lot better. Okay, let's start with questions. Go to Ryan Aber. Yeah, Lincoln, you used the word uh, frustrated there. What was the, maybe the most frustrating part about the start of this game for for your defense? Uh, that, that you saw out there, and did you see something like this coming uh, as far as being flat either this week in practice? You mentioned needing to be elite uh, late in the week after the, the light day Monday or even before the game today. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think we practiced good. Uh, I, I wouldn't characterize our practices as alarming, but I wouldn't ca characterize them as, like, unbelievable either, and that's what we need. I mean, we, so I told the guys we need to be walking off the press field saying, you know, dang, that was an unbelievable practice. We were having to pull those guys off, and I, I don't, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen them terrible. I've seen his practice terrible here, and it wasn't that either. So, um, you know, I, where all it lies, I, you know, I'm going to still, you know, get a chance to talk to players individually, other coaches, obviously get a chance to see the film. But I mean, I think, I think the intent early was was fine. I just the focus level early was was just really poor. I mean, the, the penalties especially. I mean, they just. We kept Kansas in great position offensively, solely off penalties. I mean, I think we jumped off sides four times. Uh, mental errors, again, it's just so much of this is 
is our doing, and and our, the toughest opponent that we got right now is ourselves, and and we, we beat ourselves too much, and it's just it's it's bad football, and we did it on all three sides, uh, certainly in the first half. Uh, again, ended up being a crazy low possession deal, and if when you get in those, if you don't play well in those possessions, again, you're just going to have limited opportunities on both sides, and uh, so. You know, kind of similar to some of the halves that we had, you know, kind of early in the year, kind of mid-year. Um, so, again, a ton of resiliency to bounce back. Again, that's, you know, people think that's just going to happen. That ain't easy. I mean, I don't care who you're playing, where you're playing. If you're not playing well or you're getting beat, to be able to flip it is not easy, and especially not easy on the road. So, again, I, I, I love the way we finish. And, damn, if we'll ever figure out how to play a complete game combined with the way this team could finish, we could have something. But that's uh, – it's going to be on us and how bad that we want to become that complete team uh, because the, the way we finish is elite, but we got to, you know, we're going to have to bring the rest of it around here pretty quick. Appreciate it. Hey, Lincoln, I wanted to ask you um, can you talk about the decision to go for it on fourth and one in your own territory? And... Eric, you cut out there. Eric was asking about the, the fourth decision to go for it on fourth down and the way to play there. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think. Both of them, Eric, or just one of them? I think, I think they were both four. So, um, yeah, both of them, I mean – yeah, I mean, I think when you've got a guy back there like that, that that you know you feel like is is a is a accomplished runner um, or a, or a runner that can make some things happen, it gives you you know a little bit more versatility with your calls and uh, just you know it's kind of like having a a really good tailback. A lot of times with a really good tailback, you feel like he can he can handle at least one free guy, and uh, so Caleb's shown that ability to be pretty tough to stop in short yardage. And I'll have to go back and look at him. I know we busted one assignment on the. Um, I think on the first one, maybe, um, uh, that, that Caleb ended up popping. I know that's why there was a free guy there. But other than that, I'll have to look at the second one on tape. But, yeah, I'd, confidence him, confidence in our line, the way we've been running the ball. And, and I think there's just some feel for the game at that point that wanting to continue to – at that point I was kind of striving to either continue drives or keep the game, keep the possessions going. You know, I didn't – if it was going to be a, a longer possession deal, obviously I wanted it to be – um, I wanted it to be us having the football, and then if we if we do give it to them, at least we're giving it to them on not such a long field. We're either going to stop them or it's going to be short. We're going to get it back anyway. So, you know, those moments, you know, you got to feel it, and that's just that's what I felt. And obviously, he he did a great job making two uh, really big plays. Okay, let's go to Jason Kersey. Yeah, Lincoln. Following up on that, uh, do you guys practice uh, him? I mean, pulling the ball out of Kennedy's hands on that play—is that something you guys practice, or was that just a really aware play by Caleb? It was aware. I mean, it's something we we talk about a lot. Um, when you get in, we call them "gotta have it" situations, and those are where you know you're you're going for it. And we try to really be specific and identify for our guys when those situations are. You're going for it, and there's really nothing to lose at that point. And so we've. We've talked about those things. Do we practice, you know, a guy, you know, flicking a ball back or pulling out of hands? I, I didn't have a great view of exactly how much Kennedy gave it or Caleb just pulled it out. Or I, but we do talk about it. Have we practiced that one? No. You got to give those two kids a bunch of credit, Kennedy, for realizing. I mean, because Kennedy doesn't obviously, as we know, doesn't fumble the ball much. So I think Kennedy realized what Caleb was trying to do. 
they both understood the situation, and it was worth the chance. Like I said, even if even if Caleb would have gotten tackled, uh, it would have been you know obviously worth the chance to do it. And so it's it's smart football, and um, I, I don't I don't want to take credit for it though. Those those guys made that play in a big moment. Lincoln, are, are you worried at all about the confidence level in the secondary, if not before today, following what, what happened th- this afternoon? Is that a cause for concern? Oh, I mean, I just think we've got to play better. I mean, that's kind of like we said last week. I mean, it's that, that secondary gets better when you start pressuring the quarterback. You know, that secondary gets better when you when you handle the, the zone run game and, and an athletic quarterback better than what we did. The secondary gets better when you're not – Constantly having you know penalties that put them in plus situations. So uh, you know we we know we've got to continue to get better there. We're 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 looking for that right lineup that we feel like is going to give us a spark, especially with so many guys out. So uh, you know, kind of like I said before, I think it's going to be a combination of the guys that have been getting all these reps need to take some jumps um, and need to improve, and then obviously you know hope to be able to get a number of these guys back here pretty quickly, and and the combination of that uh, needs to be better for us. Yes. Thinking it looked like uh, Caleb had some moments where he looked like the true freshman making his first start on the road in a conference game, and then late in the game you see him stepping up and doing things literally that haven't been done, um, pulling the ball out and, and going, you know, breaking three tackles on that touchdown run. Just his day overall, sum up his performance for us. Uh, yeah, he was. You know, he didn't play. He didn't play very good in the first half. Um, you know, I thought more than anything there was probably a little bit of frustration when we didn't. Uh, uh, you know, had low possessions, weren't playing well. You know, especially the the interception. I mean, we've got a, you know, back just standing wide open in the flat, and uh, so those, you know, he's he's got to be a little bit more composed there. Uh, but no, he did. He handled the second half well. I mean, I think he, um, you know. Understood what we were doing. Obviously, made some important plays. I thought was pretty calm the second half, and certainly more settled in. Okay, let's go to Jamestown. You know, Lincoln. Maybe you know the. I know you had so many big plays late that maybe people won't think this way, but you don't score in the first time for the first time in the first half for the first time in your career as the head coach. So the first drive of the second half. I'm curious what you said at the. Yeah, it was really important because we went out there and then just busted the very first play of the series. It wasn't a good start, but we uh, it was a huge it was a huge drive, uh, no doubt. I mean, we you know didn't score in any of the three possessions in the first half, and, and uh, we needed to we needed to give the team some momentum. We'd started to, to slow them down some there at the at the beginning of the. Um, at the or at the end of the second quarter defensively, so I felt like we were we could get going offensively. We certainly you know were you know I think primed to make a run, but no, it was it was big. The guys you know stepped up, made some key plays, so uh, uh, it was huge. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Justin Martinez. Hey, Link. Appreciate you taking time to talk to us. I want to ask you about Shane Witter. He's someone had a couple really big plays there in the fourth quarter that stopped the fourth third down, and then also that quarterback hurry on the next play. What did you see out of him on that drive specifically, and just in this game? Yeah, he's getting—he's a young guy. It's getting better, man. He plays really fast, um, you know, and he can really run. But he's starting to see things more and more. And 
Thought we had a couple errors with a few of our linebackers in some of their zone read game, and, and Shane came in there and yeah, had some some really big plays. So he's a young guy that's getting better and better, and kind of giving us more reasons to want to continue to, to to throw him the ball, or to excuse me, to put him in the game and get him involved. And so, uh, um, no, I, yeah, he's. We, we got to continue to have more young guys step up like that. That are, that are getting these reps, getting that time. I mean, great teams. You know, you're, you, a large number of the teams kind of steps up in the second half of the year, and some of those early mistakes and some of the you know freshman ball in the beginning and all that starts to really clean up and polish as you go on. So um, he's done a good job of it. Need to have more do it, um, like Shane. Okay, last two, Brandon Drum. Yeah, Lincoln, they were using that clap method uh, to try to draw you off sides quite a bit. How much does that, I guess, affect the defensive line and maybe Alex's calls to where, you know, maybe he has an aggressive call? Uh, does it does it hinder some of the calls, some of maybe their ability to fire off at the ball, uh, be a little bit more quick twitch just because they have to be a little bit more hesitant? No, I, I mean, you know, they practice against our offense every day and we use the exact same thing. So we probably practice against it as much as anybody in the country. So no, I mean, it's what happens is when you're not focused in the beginning of the game and you jump off sides a few times, then of course they're going to use it more. Everybody's going to be more on edge about it. And I mean, again, it's you, you buy some of that when you're, when you're sloppy early, you know, you don't jump, you hold it, um, do what you need to do. You're probably not going to get as much of that as the game goes on. So again, we're, a little bit of our own worst enemy there. So uh, got to be got to be more focused. People are going to hard count you. That's part of college football, but I don't think any effect on our, our calls. Uh, we just got to obviously handle it better. Hey, last one, Gary. Can you hear me okay? Gotcha. Uh, Lincoln, uh, I, I don't know how much you're aware of it, but, you know, the Kansas radio crew, their Twitter page was – uh, sending out the message for everyone to flood the stadium in the second half. Did you notice the stands starting to fill up a little bit more? Did you wonder maybe what was going on? Was there a change maybe in the atmosphere in that game? Uh, no, I didn't notice. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to give you a short answer. I, I, yeah. I didn't notice at all. I mean, they, you know, it was uh, one of the better atmospheres that I've been in down here because obviously they were playing well and, and it was a, a close ball game. So, but no, I didn't, I didn't notice that. All right, this game had a dramatic play. The fourth down, Caleb Williams going Ed Reed, snagging the ball from Kennedy Brooks. After his day, Kennedy Brooks talked to the media and broke down that play. Kennedy, uh, that fourth down play sort of take us through it. Did you know it was Caleb that was trying to take the ball away from you and not a Kansas player? Uh, yeah, um, I felt somebody tugging at it, and then I saw it was Caleb, so... Um, I know that I couldn't get a uh, tackle with the ball, so I hit it, so I gave it to Caleb. Yeah, Kennedy, when they're reviewing that, were you, you confident? Did you uh, know the rule? Uh, were you confident that that would be uh, upheld in that first down, uh, you know, awarded there? Um, only thing I wasn't sure about if I was behind a line of scrimmage or in front of it. But I felt like I was behind it, so and I knew it was fourth down, so I was like, I gotta, I can't get tackled with the ball, so I just gave the ball to Caleb, and hopefully uh, he can get the first down. Appreciate it, Kennedy. No problem. Jason Yeah, Kennedy. Uh, Coach Riley was just saying that he felt like in the first half there was sort of a lack of urgency on on the team's behalf. What what do you attribute that to? The the slow start today. Uh. 
I mean, honestly, we just played down to our opponent. Um, I mean, we we try we we try to fight to uh, for our standard to play hard for four 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 quarters, and um, we didn't do that today. So I mean, we just got to go back um, go back to the grind Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for practice and just uh, just work and just strive for that. Hey, Kennedy, this is uh, obviously a different kind of uh, adversity that uh, Caleb faced quarterback and compared to that Texas game when he comes in and you guys are already trailing. How did you see him react to the slow start and then that run uh, that he scores the touchdown on? I have to think as a runner, you have to have some level of appreciation for the way he breaks tackles and his vision. Uh, kind of give me your thoughts on those two things with mine. Um, I mean, he... He's a baller. He's a playmaker. Just how that long run, so just like you said, he can break tackles. He has great vision. Uh, I mean, he just he's just a playmaker at the end of the day. Uh, he he kept the level head throughout the whole thing. Never came down with it. Uh, and then once he made that spark for us, it was it was over from then. He just took over the game. James Hill. You know, you guys were able to get some things going in the second half. I realized Caleb's running ability really opened things up for you, but it looked like the line blocked a little better. A huge difference, wasn't it, in the second half for you guys? Uh, yeah, we just came out with more urgency, just coming, uh, just being down. I mean, we we pride on being a, a finishing team, so that's what we did. Ryan Did you have another one, Ryan? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, that's my fault. Parker? Yeah, Kennedy, uh, kind of along that same line there. I'm just curious what the mood was and what the message was in the locker room when you're going in, having been shut out in the first half, and like you said, been playing down to your opponent, and you got to turn things around. Uh, I mean, we've been down before, so it was nothing new for us. I mean, we just, we just came out there, focused on us, and focused on uh, just finishing and do what, do what we can to come out with a win. What did Coach Riley tell you guys in that locker room? Uh, I mean, we just got to come out there and just come out there and play us, but just play to our standard for four, uh, for the second half and see what happens. And that's, and that's what we did. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. And, of course, the captain, Jeremiah Hall, had a big-time touchdown catch on a fumble that popped right back up to him. So, Jeremiah Hall on the Sunday Soundbites. Hey, Jeremiah, Co- Coach Riley said that he felt kind of like the energy urgency wasn't there in the first half as a team captain what what do you attribute that to uh the slow start today you know i don't really have an excuse you know we just came out kind of lackadaisical and that's something that i'm going to address as a captain uh next week so um no excuses uh it's just kind of happened
Ryan Aver? Yeah. Jeremiah, along those lines, how, how do you address uh, something like that and, and try to make sure that uh, you know, what happened today early especially doesn't uh, continue or sort of snowball? You know, one, I got to do a better job of finding a way to motiv motivating my guys. And two, um, I got to make sure that we continue to respect our opponents. You know, I, I always say just because we were Sooners across our chest, that doesn't mean we're just going to go out there and blow people out. So um, it's something I got to talk to the guys about, talk to my coaches about, and uh, we'll find a way to address it. Eric Bailey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Shoulder hurts. Hang on, hang on a second. We're having a technical issue. Okay. It's just slow. I can give them mine, but it's not connected to. It says it's. Probably killed the power in the little stuff. There he is. Back. Back. All right, I think we were uh, Eric Bailey. Yeah, Jer. What was the question? Uh, Sorry, uh, Jeremiah. I just <laughs> you might have started to answer this. You cut out. I just uh, was asking, how do you address uh, you know what happened today, especially early as a captain, and make sure uh, that it doesn't happen again and, and that it doesn't snowball on you. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I think I answered that. Um, this is just something we got to talk to our coaches and talk to my teammates and other captains about, and um, we'll make sure we we'll, uh, we come out a little bit better next week. Appreciate it, Eric Bailey. Hey Jeremiah, I just want to ask you about the play when um, Caleb took the ball out of Kennedy's hands and picked up the first down. Just your initial thoughts on that, and just how smart football savvy is that to know what you need to do in that moment. Honestly, I didn't even see it in the moment. I was out there blocking on the field. So uh, I looked at the replay, and I was like, what? I didn't even know if that was legal, number one. And um, I asked Kennedy, did he know that he gave the ball to Caleb? And he said, yeah, he made eye contact with him. So I guess they got something going on. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremiah. Jenny Carlson. Jeremiah, as you guys are uh, going through the first half, I mean, I know Caleb came in in the Texas game and you guys were behind and you had to work through that. This felt different. How did you see him react to just the troubles that you guys were having and, and, uh, and then just his big playability? I mean, I guess as a true freshman, maybe do you sort of, are you okay with maybe some struggles if he can run off a, a fourth down for a touchdown like you did? You know, he's not only going to have tr trouble as a true freshman, but he's going to have troubles as a as a player. You know, I I went out there and I made mistakes. You know, I had a fumble and then came back for a touchdown. You know, he he threw an interception and then came back, starts breaking tackles and goes out there and throws some more touchdowns. So um, it's just about fighting adversity. And I, I think he did a great job of responding today. John Hoover. Jeremiah, you guys have uh, gotten off to some slow starts this year, but I think today kind of took it to another level. You go to, on the road at Kansas, and you get shut out in the first half. Bottom line, what do you think was the reason? What do you think, whether it was the missed practice on Monday, did that have anything to do with breaking your routine or anything like that? Or what do you think? No, I can't 
I can't attribute it to one thing. You know, I'm tr- I need to find a way um, as a leader to bring out the urgency that my guys have in the second half, you know, the second half of this game, the second half of the Texas game, the second half of most games that we've played and uh, do a better job of bringing that to the first half. So um, no specific reason, like I said before, but we're going to we're going to work on it. Was there anything to that? Sorry, Mike. Was was there anything to that Monday practice? Did you guys were you guys surprised by that? Uh, no, I mean, you just kind of go with the flow of things. Um, you know, they gave us a day off to let our body heals a little bit. But um, I don't I don't blame our lack of a Monday, not having a Monday practice to coming out slow this week. Okay, last one for Jeremiah. Let's put a Brandon drum. Yeah, Jeremiah, you talked about just a slow start, the lack of focus and all that. You as a senior, you as a leader, on the sidelines, in the locker room, when you're scoreless, what is your, I guess, your speech to the team? I guess your your thought to the team. You go out and you try to get them. Uh, I guess maybe calm down some of the freshmen that are maybe too high, maybe getting a little antsy, and maybe you know spark it up some of the seniors, the older guys that maybe came out like today's ago. Well, you know, you just got to realize that one, we only had two possessions in the first quarter. You know, so obviously the game is going to feel a lot more compared to Texas compared to any game that we played in the past. You know, that's our teams are, are battling us now. So we're, we're not going to get that many possessions starting out the game. And um, two, you just got to make them realize that things aren't as bad as what they seem. You know, once you correct a few couple mistakes, everything's naturally going to get better. And so um, that's that's how I uh, approach things as a captain, you know, just making sure that my guys understand things aren't as bad as what they seem. We shift to the defensive side of the football. Not a good day. Um, overall, but again, eight no. Alex Grinch talked about what needs to improve. How much did that opening Kansas drive really set the tone in terms of ball control and what they were trying to do? And how frustrating was it just to not get off the field on third downs today? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I, it, it uh, kind of became a theme, uh, specifically in that first half. You know, the inability to, you know, that, you know stop uh, um, or get stops in the run game, um, and that just that's just. Eats away at uh, you know some yardage and creates some situations in uh, you know second and then medium second and short and then uh, you know add penalties to that you know undisciplined football in the front um, and all of a sudden you know whether you're, you're handing the first down away or, or again uh, you know shortening the distance uh, uh, with, with multiple downs still yet to go uh, to convert and so um, really disappointed and uh, you know not stopping the run there specifically early um, although I don't know that we got a whole lot better as the day went um, obviously you got to give the opponent credit um, but uh, you know we, we got to make sure that uh, you know in, the, in those third down situations when you have the opportunity and, and in a lot of ways you're, you're buying more snaps uh, you know clearly buying more snaps after those uh, uh, conversions um, and and they make a play and we don't and and there, there's a theme there there's a theme there forming over the last few weeks uh, you know the, the opponent makes plays we make plays and then then and at, at some point there's a jockeying back and forth who makes the most on the given day and we're just not making enough plays defensively and um, you know specifically on third down then you're, you're just you're just asking for long drives and you're asking for momentum and uh, it was very 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 difficult for us to uh, turn the tide momentum wise yeah, Alex, uh, you just talked about uh, the inability to stop the run uh, there early. Uh, how, how disappointing is that to you at this point in the season to, to feel that, especially with you know what this defensive line, especially entered the season, is, is being thought of? And uh, did you get the sense uh, throughout this week, whether it's in practice or even before the game today, that 
I don't know if uh, I'll say flat, but uh, this defense wasn't where you wanted it to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think to, to there, there's, as I said, there, there's a, a, a theme forming over the last few weeks is an inconsistent unit. Um, and, and so, you know, whose who's fault's that? It's all of ours, obviously, specifically me. Um, it does come down to practice. That, that's, that's, that's where you attack uh, those issues. It, it comes down to the plan, making sure from a coaching staff standpoint uh, that you're asking them to do the, the things that uh, put them in a situation that can be most successful. Um, it, it's also having the, an awareness of, you know, every extra hat you, you put in the box. It, it, it limits you from a coverage standpoint. Um, and, and making sure that we're taking care of some young young DBs, and so that that's kind of the uh, you know some of the issues that you're, you're faced with defensively. And you know what what uh, in, in in the end, what we need to do is we got to find ways to make more plays, and, and maybe uh, guilty a little bit uh, uh, as a play caller and, and trying to, to call some things to initiate that play. That 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 uh, um, and maybe that uh, is the inappropriate thing to do, but uh, you know trying somehow some way to. Uh, you know, get that TFL that uh, you know uh, we, we've been so so known for. You know, as one of the better um, defenses uh, against the run, uh, really over uh, the last year or so. Um, to to see where we we find ourselves today is extremely disappointing, and uh, we all got to take responsibility for it. Alex, uh, I'm wondering if. Um, Lincoln talked on Tuesday about giving the team Monday off from practice, kind of taking mental reps and going through meetings and stuff. I'm wondering if that kind of disruption from the routine and the you know the regimented schedule that you guys have might have had something to do with the way the game started for you. No, it, it's it's a it's a question you got to ask yourself, and you know anytime you do anything different on the game week, you know you you and and, and maybe don't get the. Uh, uh, ultimately, got the result that we wanted, but but didn't, didn't play the standard in which we expect ourselves to. You go back and say, okay, you know what 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 didn't work uh, over the week of preparation. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I, I think uh, when, when you when you play, you're, you're in the eighth straight ball game. You're trying to you know t- take advantage of uh, um, you know the the mental aspect of things and trying to gear back a little bit from a physical standpoint to, to get guys uh, you know uh, quote unquote to the dance. Um, and, and making sure guys are healthy as we go through this thing. Obviously, there's a huge responsibility on everybody's part. And then, okay, that, that means Tuesday and Wednesday in particular are, 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 are critical for us from a preparation standpoint. Um, I, I think it's hard to dial back to, to – I, I certainly dial back to preparation. And I've said this before, you either believe in preparation or you don't. we got to do a better job as coaches um, with that, getting, getting a, a better week of prep, making sure that the plan uh, is, is – uh, uh, geared towards uh, the success come Saturday, and, and in some ways, I kind of go back to, um, you know, are we are we doing too much in, in the way of the the, the one time plays? Are we spending enough time on the bread and butter of the opponent? Are we spending too much time maybe on the uh, some of the oddities? Um, I think uh, you know maybe uh, if I do uh, uh, kind of look at myself in the mirror, I think my, my our preparation as a coaching staff needs to be geared towards more the. Uh, uh, not the problem plays, but uh, specifically to, to what the team does the most and the best. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Uh, hey, Alex, I was just wondering on uh, on Key Lawrence's uh, 
forced fumble in the in the fourth quarter. It seems like he was really trying to force that, and then you know got it. Was that something that you mentioned to the team before that drive to try to force a fumble or, or get a play like that, or was that just a, a play made by him? And is that kind of the example of, of playmaking you're looking for? From your well, and that's just it. Why, why don't we? Why aren't we seeing that more? You know, I, I think in, as opposed to saying you know credit goes to us for for making that comment, we constantly make that. No, no one talks about it more. You know, we got to do you know maybe less talking and more actual doing. Um, but but you know, wh where are those snaps? Where are those 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 gang tackles with guys stripping at the football? What are we doing wrong as a coaching staff to not convince guys of the impact of those plays? Because we keep seeing the impact uh, once we do do that. Why is that not happening more? You know, uh, and, and maybe the second guy to the pile might be the first guy. Um, but just all the way down to the ground, just dying for that football and, and, and the impact. You know, you want to get off the field, make a play. In the end, that's what, or you're just going to hope that the, the opponent uh, messes up. And uh, um, so, uh, thrilled with, uh, you know, uh, Key stepped up. You know, if I think about the guys that have stepped up over recent weeks, that, that, that list is very short, um, which, which means we got to do a better job of uh, preparing the guys. Um, but, but he'd be one of the guys at the top, you know, has just stepped up in his role as we've had some guys out in the secondary um, and, and uh, made a huge play in that game. Uh, uh, today, and we need to make more of them. And Isaiah Thomas, the captain of the defense, looks back on the win. Yeah, yeah you never want to end the game thinking to yourself, I wish I would have, could have, should have, because, you know, it's just, I mean, honestly, you're just leaving money out there on the field, and you want to make the most of those opportunities, especially with the high-powered offense that we have and knowing what they're capable of. You want to get the ball in their hands as much as possible with us getting stops, not while, not, not by letting the opposing team score. So, you know, it's just something we got to correct and something we got to continue to take pride in. But, you know, uh, the best thing is that we got to have the chance to do it and prove it next week. Ryan Aver. Yeah, Isaiah, good talking to you. Uh, what, what was the most disappointing thing about the, the start of the game, whether it's the, the inability to stop the run, the penalties, the, the third downs, and uh, how correctable do you feel like, you know, all of those things are for this defense here moving forward? Well, the most frustrating part is that all of that was self-inflicted. I mean, whether guys weren't in the right fits or whether we were jumping off sides. Even me as a leader, you know, jumping off sides, you know, that's inexcusable. You know, and uh, I didn't let it affect me for the rest of the game, you know, more so. But in the moment, I was disappointed in myself and frustrated because I know I got guys that look up to me. And, you know, just as, uh, just as a group, you know, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. But, you know, it's always great to respond and, you know, finishing strong is what we always preach on. But now we got to harp on the starting better than what we have been. Appreciate it. Jason Bursey. Uh, Isaiah, just as a team captain, what do, what do you attribute the slow start to today? Man, more so, I, I feel like at times, you know, guys, I, one thing that I, I preached to the team, I talked to the team uh, before the game last night, and one thing that I said is tie your process to your passion, never tie your process to the opponent. And what I mean by that is tie your process to why you play this game and, like, and, and the reason you do it for it. Don't tie it to the opponent that you're facing. Like, don't process, don't have your process be better just because you're facing Texas. But if you're facing Kansas, you're going to lax or take it easy that week. And, and that, that's just one thing I preached on, you know. And I feel like at times guys thought to themselves, like, it's not a sold-out arena. You know, it's not the team that, you know, we usually face, you know, in primetime games. So, and, and that was a disappointing thing to see that guys, you know, I felt like the moment, you know, that they thought wasn't going to – it was it was bigger than what it ended up being, you know. And I feel like guys weren't ready for that. Eric Bailey. Isaiah, thanks for your time. Um, when Alex spoke to us, he said there's a there's a theme forming over the past few weeks. It's an inconsistent unit. 
what do you guys need to do to fix consistency and what are the coaches stressing upon you week by week about that? Well, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, just getting the right guys out there at the right time, you know, coaches you want to fix. I, I was walking to the tunnel with a uh, walking to the locker room with Grinch after the game. And, you know, it was just a brief conversation and, and it ended up the final word said, we're going to figure this out and we're going to get it fixed. And, and it's just just the inconsistency is a, is a big disappointing part because we see what we're capable of doing when we get three and outs or stops like that when we need them. But it's, it feels like when the game starts or if the game is a possession or two, you know, in our favor or something like that, it, it just seems like the, that that's when the inconsistency started coming in. But it feels like whenever we need to stop or whenever we need a big play, it seems like that's when we get it the most. And then that's just a mindset we cannot have if we want to be that elite team that we have the aspirations of being. Okay, thanks so much, Isaiah. I appreciate yeah. it. We got time for one last one. John Hoover. Hey, Isaiah. Uh, a lot of times people look for excuses for things, and sometimes you have to look for reasons. Um, when you when you analyze, you know, getting out of your routine on Monday and not having a real practice for this game, could that have led? Did that do anything to lead to the slow start for both the offense and the defense, and for that matter, the special teams today? No, nah, I wouldn't say that. You know, Coach Riley's been in this game for a long time. He's been very successful, so I think what he puts in front of us is the right thing, regardless of what the outside people may think or believe. And we got the guys on this team to be able to handle having a day off and be able to still perform in an elite way on Saturday. And this isn't the first time we haven't played to our standards, so I definitely don't attach that to us not playing uh, practicing Monday. It's just something we got to grow up and be mature about and handle it the right way, and not not so much on the coaches. So that, that was all on us, and, you know, Coach Riley's going to handle it how he believes he should, and, I mean, it's, it's been working for him. Once again, the final score, Oklahoma takes it over Kansas 35-23. to They improved to 8-0 for the first time since 2004. Texas Tech 2-30 next Saturday afternoon in the Palace, and then a bye week before that killer stretch to end the season against Baylor, Iowa State and Oklahoma State in Bedlam. Should be a fun week. We've got you covered right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until Toby joins me live for the Sooner Sports Podcast, the game plan on Tuesday afternoon at 105. Have a great start to your week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.